Fullerton is next. Doors open on the left at Fullerton. How about Chicago? I could be there in a Welcome to Foul Monkeys. This is Adam. Hi, and this is Jerry filling in for Ricky still. Hey, y'all. Uh, so you're listening to a gay podcast, which you probably know. We're recording out of Chicago and Los Angeles. Welcome. Um, you are listening to episode. Well, let's find out. <laughs> I think it's nine thirty, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it is nine thirty. Sorry, I usually I was trying to pull it up fast, and my my internet is working. Uh, well, you know that's the thing. Everybody's on the internet since the pandemic, so the, the cable companies well, and whatever never have any any kind of answer. My goddamn um, internet automatically does it. Oh. One, because we have a 5G, mm-hmm. and then we have like a repeater, and there come like it comes with like the 5G, then a regular one, then like the repeater, I guess. Mm-hmm. And it never connects to the goddamn 5G, and I'll be at work and I have to like call people and they'll be like, I can't hear you. And then I have to be like, oh, okay, it's because it fucking jumped off of 5G. Anyway, welcome to Foul Monkeys. Yes. Guys, do you ever wake up in the morning and when you're brushing your teeth, your gag reflex is messed up? Like, you know, you're brushing your teeth, you, then you go for your tongue, and then all of a sudden you're like, uh, uh, and you're like, what's, what's happening? I, I'm a pro at this. And so- I, I can't... <laughs> I think, no, I get it. Cause it does, it happens to me too. But I also, like, I think it's different because you like usually like what you're gagging on. Mm-hmm. If you catch me and mm-hmm. you're like, yes, I'm into this. <laughs> All up on it. And then, but when it's a toothbrush, you're like, oh, I'm just brushing my teeth. It's early. I, do. I just I ate. <laughs> <laughs> That's. So I have embarrassingly like a bad gag reflex stories in regards to penises, to be oh, really? completely honest. I think I've probably told this story on this show before. I can't remember. I'm bad at remembering what I talk about, but I feel like I've told pretty much all of like the weird dick stories that I have. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I haven't. I'm sure there's way more. I had a friend who said that she was, she was with her boyfriend and she was giving him a blowjob and he was like, okay, it's my birthday. You know, I'd really like for you to swallow. And she was like, okay. You know, and she's like, I'm going to do it for my man. And she said he shot and it came right out of her nose and just started burning. <laughs> and she was like, never again, never again. And I was I like, mean, oh. I feel like in most cases it's rude not to. I, uh, this guy that I know used to say, you know, I'd rather uh, take it down the hatch than have it all over me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I went on a date with this Irish guy uh, when I lived in Liverpool and he was Northern Irish 
and had a real cute accent and I can't do a northern Irish accent at all they say in like for a shower they say shire and instead of think he said tink a lot um anyway he was like a doctor or like an ER nurse or some shit like that and was like fucking scared to death of getting come on him really yes I was like I don't I can't everybody's 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 Catholic thing hey then he'd have to shower (laughs) it was I just remember being in like I didn't stay in a dorm room but it was like kind of dorm roomy like a Mm -hmm. little bit and so like I was in like my bedroom in the flat but it had a sink in it, which is like mm-hmm. kind of weird. But anyway, so did the business and like, it was like getting to like, okay, I'm going to like finish. And he was like, look, look, no, like I need to no, like we need to like put something down. Like, and I was like, you could have told me this, like, I don't know, 15. 20 minutes ago like while we were on our date when I asked you to come back to my fucking dorm room or whatever boys um so I know that you guys have a lot of the streaming services but do you guys have Showtime no oh because the Go-Go's documentary came out on the 31st of July Mm -hmm. um it's really good yeah I mean I don't know. I'm not super like Go Go's. Mm-hmm. I've seen them live, and they were very, right. very good. Um, Jane Weedlin is a hell of a musician. They're all really good musicians. Um, That's the funny thing, though. When you watch, when they started the band, nobody knew how to play an instrument. They I were know. In, they were in the punk scene, so they were like, "We're going to start a band, and we'll just figure out how to play." And they said that they were just awful, awful until Charlotte Caffey joined. And they were mm-hmm. like, oh, wow, she's a real musician. I guess we better learn how to play this. And uh, so well, Belinda <laughs> was Belinda was the drummer for the punk band, the Germs. The Germs, I think? Something like that. Um, before, and she didn't know how to play drums. And then she got mono, I think. Mm-hmm. And that was like the big thing. Um, I have a friend who like writes like cooking columns or something for a paper mm-hmm. in Pennsylvania and has a press pass and uses that press pass to get backstage at places like I mean it's a press pass like what, what are you right. gonna do like even if he's exactly. not writing about the concert like fuck it sure um but he went and he met the Go-Go's and he said Belinda Carlisle was like a massive bitch really yeah she's apparently like pretty super unpleasant well, on this thing, they were talking about, you know, that they, 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 they didn't say it, but they alluded that, that they were really slutty back because they were like, we just, we had a good time and we enjoyed ourselves and we enjoyed, you know, the perks of being a, you know, punk band mm-hmm. at first. And then when they really hit big, you know, they talk about all their drug use and stuff, but they, they yeah. were talking about that they were all kind of slutty when they were, you know, that. Right you know when they were especially when they were first hitting because they were you know coming from the punk scene and they were rebelling right. against everything uh but it was very interesting I, I liked it and they really touched on what went wrong and what happened and you know we always kind of knew about this whole songwriting thing and you know right they were getting more money and they were like why is charlotte and jane making so much money and jane Whedon's like hello i'm writing most of the stuff <laughs> <laughs> right 
but they were saying, you know, if you want to be a musician, that's, that's how you make money. That that's, Mm -hmm. you know, your, your publishing license, that's Mm -hmm. where you make all the money and you can retire on. Cause they were like, if you don't know how to write, then, you know, you're not going to make that good of money. And even Belinda was like, I really should have participated more in the songwriting, but she Mm -hmm. was like, they were so good at it. I just kind of laid back and and let them do their thing. And I really kind of missed out on an opportunity. Well, I think, so I'm pretty sure Charlotte Cathy still writes like for like major like artists and stuff. Like she still has shit Mm -hmm. out. Um, But I always found it, I like years later, I found out because I wasn't really like super aware of Fun Boy 3, Mm -hmm. uh, which is a British group, an English group. And they were like new wave and they had to do it with Bananarama, which is kind of like how I knew them. And it was people who were in the ska band, the specials. And then they went and kind of did like a pop band. Anyway, um, Fun Boy 3, the lead singer, Terry Hall, the Go-Go's like first hit in the UK, I believe. Like they right. they were like bigger in the UK. Well, they toured. And, they toured with them there. Right. And Terry Hall and Jane Weedlin had an affair. Right. And then they wrote Our Lips Are Sealed basically together, kind of based on their affair. Well, it's funny because in there, she she really talks about it, that it was letters he sent her. And he's yeah. like, I've got this idea for a song. And so he was just like writing poetry, she said. And mm-hmm. then she just was like fucking mm-hmm. around on her guitar. And then she's like, that's how the song came together. Um, but Fun Boy 3 recorded it first. Yes. Um, which is interesting. And like, it's um, kind of like darker mm-hmm. and it's not like a super upbeat song, which is interesting. Cause you think of like, Our Lips Are Sealed as being like super poppy. Right. Um, but I mean, obviously like the Go-Go's version is better, but. Well, that's the thing they were saying that, um, when they first started, you know, they were punk and they were doing all this stuff, but Charlotte wrote, we got the beat and the mm-hmm. original drummer and uh, bass player were like, you know, this is all so poppy. This is not what we want to do. And so the drummer mm-hmm. left and then Gina Shock joined. Mm-hmm. And then the bass player was like, you know, this is not the direction I wanted to go. So she left. Well, they kind of just were like, all right, well then bye. You know, they just kind of voted her out because they were mm-hmm. like, this is the direction we were going to go because they were about to hit it really big. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's funny because you had talked about, you know, Charlotte writing, but Gina Shock has written for Miley Cyrus quite a bit. Oh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's just funny how their careers have kind of changed and evolved. They, um, you know, Paul uh, wrote, put on uh, Belinda's version of, uh, in uh, what is that song by the Graces? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. He, he posted on that uh, Songs That Make You Happy song oh, yeah, uh, website. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he posted uh, Belinda Carlisle. Charlotte has started this girl band in right, the 90s right, right. called The Graces with Meredith Brooks and another girl. And yes. uh, they had a song. And oh, Lay covered Down Your Arms. Lay Down Your Arms, that's it. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, Belinda's version is not my favorite. But speaking mm-hmm. of Belinda, what's your favorite Belinda solo? Mm-hmm. Honestly, probably Heaven is a Place on Earth, as cliche as that mm-hmm. is and obvious. It is, that song's a fucking banger. Right. I what like about I you? Like, about you's pretty good, yeah. Circle on yeah. the Sand's okay. Mm-hmm. 
leave a light on. I really like too. Okay. Yeah. That's it. That's a little bit more of a deep cut. I do not like, however, I'm not a huge fan of her covered band of gold. Oh, uh, that makes sense. I don't really know it that well, but I get it. I think Frida is on it. Probably. I think so. I think you're right. Yeah. Um, Frida Payne. I saw Frida Payne live. She was great. Did you? In where? In Pittsburgh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I went to this, like, PBS, like, great Legends of R&B fucking tape recording with my mom and somebody she worked with. And I think it was the lady she worked with, son, went as well. And fucking um, Billy Paul, me and Mrs. Jones whatever four tops were available um and fucking aretha closed it out oh wow yes and it was like something where it was like frida Payne came on and sang like two songs and then band of golden and left and like billy paul came on saying me and mrs jones and left um who else was there was amy stewart there did she sing knock on wood maybe i think i was in like high school Mm-hmm. so this was like 20 years ago anyway yeah fucking aretha came on and it was like aretha is doing a full set with costume changes wow. <laughs> like it was like not billed as like an aretha show it was like she's making a special appearance uh-huh. but she did like probably like eight or ten songs Dang. and like full-on nobody else got a costume change but <laughs> so the go-go's have a documentary when are the bangles going to get theirs because I know you I know. much prefer them. Well, I think the Bengals were like slightly less dramatic, slightly less cocaine. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. So um, I like, I love the Bengals. And like I told you a couple of weeks ago, I was re-watching. I got like a bootleg tape of an MTV concert that they did when I was like four or five. I had to have been like four, maybe younger. But As you well know, I I used to put it on at my grandparents' house. It was my dad's parents because my dad's brother got it for me, like bootleg. And it was at a venue that was by Pitt called the Syria Mosque. Mm -hmm. And I think it was like a Shriners Hall or some shit. Mm -hmm. Um, You can look it up. Anyway, it was on MTV. I somebody taped it off of MTV or got me like a bootleg copy or some shit like that and I would make my grandparents dress up my grandmother had all of this like dangly costume jewelry and we would wear the beads I called them our beads so put your beads on and we had fake instruments like I had like plastic instruments like plastic guitars and like shit like that and Mm -hmm. I would make my grandparents and god bless them because they were like old when I was born like my grandparents I think we're in their 40s when they started having kids maybe Mm. my grandfather was way older than my grandmother anyway they was old they was like real old and they would stand in front of the tv and we would like lip sync and play our fake guitars while wearing beads to the bangles it's a good ass concert it's on youtube look it up over and over Mm -hmm. (laughs) i would watch that and then we would rent the Paula Abdul Forever Girl video collection. And then we would rent the Rhythm Nation, the short films, mm-hmm. where it's like they're all strung together in like a loose right. story. <laughs> I had a great childhood. <laughs> if there was I'm any doubt, one. I was going to say, if there was any doubt, uh, Adam was gay. Oh, yes, yes, dear. Yes, yes, yes. Um, 
So have you talked to Ricky at all? A yes, little bit? a little bit. Yeah. I, I saw that he's a top now. <laughs> <laughs> he put it on Twitter. I was like, go girl. He said he lost all that weight. Uh, he's a top now. Oh my God. I, he also, I don't want to say I'll believe it when I see it. Cause I don't want to see it. <laughs> I, uh, he also texted me because he goes, hey, did you tell me to watch Hunters, that uh, series on Prime? And I was like, I think so. And he was like, oh, I can't watch it. I said, why? I was like, the first five minutes are so great and so intense. He was like, oh, I can't. I, this subject matter messes me up and I'll have bad dreams. And, and I was <laughs> like, girl, seriously? He was like, I can't watch stuff like that. I was like, don't watch Sophie's Choice then. He's like, oh, no, I, I, I've never seen that either. He's like, Tony really liked it, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh he ricky says he's seen, too sensitive for hunters he well i'm i barely watch any tv so i'm not no. gonna watch it probably but um <laughs> i haven't seen sophie's choice but i read sophie's choice oh, okay. um and it is what it william styron i think is the author mm -hmm. um it's real good but like i read it and i was like this is fucking bleak i don't need to see the movie <laughs> It's funny, one my friend from high school was reading it and uh, she's, she's like, oh, I'm reading Sophie's Choice. I was like, oh, where are you in the book? And she kind of told me, I was like, oh, so you haven't gotten to her actual choice yet. And she goes, well, I don't think so. I was like, she said, uh, she just had to give up. She's like, she just had to give up one of her kids. And I was like, Mary, really? That's the whole point. And she went, oh, oh, okay, I guess. And I was like, Jesus, she's wasn't paying attention when paying attention no there wasn't no big deal <laughs> she just had to give up one of her kids <sighs> oh my god hilarious i what should we i keep losing my train of thought it has been i don't want to get into it but it has been a stressful couple of weeks for me mm -hmm. personally right i'm fine george is fine things are generally fine but um just my mind stuff. hasn't been like super focused. There's um, been stuff going on. Yeah, there's stuff going on. And this fucking like, I was talking to my therapist about it. He was like, well, like girl, like it's still a pandemic. Like when people like us who are responsible and I hope everybody fucking listening is responsible and wearing a mask and not going to mask on ass up orgies and shit. <laughs> because that's still dumb. Um, it's still like people who are responsible tend to psychologically bear the weight of people who aren't. Mm -hmm. Like you're like sitting in your house and you're like, okay, these people across the street are having a fucking like house party. There's 300 people in that fucking building. Yet here I am sitting like an asshole, not talking to my, we're not, not, not talking, but like not hanging out with my friends. Right. You know what I mean? Like, no, I get it. We're being responsible and it's hard to watch people be irresponsible, basically. Oh, no, absolutely. My hometown is, they uh, enacted a mask mandate and it was going to, they didn't get enough votes for it to be immediate. So they had 30 days. Mm -hmm. Well, this girl that I went to high school with, that's real religious, like the type of religion where she was like, I was doing laundry and the Lord spoke to me. <laughs> no, he, no, he didn't, girl. I'm sorry. No, he didn't. So anyway, mm -hmm. she has started a campaign 
to get signatures to overrule the mask mandate because it's against her liberties and you're living your life in fear. And I'm like, you know, I really wanted to go home to visit my parents this summer, mm-hmm. but I can't because the people yeah. in town are such fucking idiots. And now it may go, I may not get to go again for the holidays because it's starting to hit hard in that area because it's just mm-hmm. slowly going down in there. They're supposed mm-hmm. to start school next week. They've started sports and band. And one, yeah. some, one of the high schoolers tested positive yesterday for COVID. So, I mean, I give it a week of school, maybe two, before they have to shut everything down again because they're just fucking idiots about it, you know? It's, if they can tell girls how short their skirts are or you can't wear spaghetti straps, right? they can tell those motherfucking kids to wear a mask. Right. Oh, I agree. I agree. Oh, it's too hard to enforce. Bitch, if you can tell somebody she can't show her belly button, then you can tell somebody to put on a goddamn mask. We weren't even allowed to wear shorts in high school. We had to wear pants, no facial hair. Um, mm-hmm. Girls couldn't wear uh, any kind of wrap or anything in their hair. I mean, we had really strict rules for our school. And then as soon as I graduated, they're like, oh, okay, it's too much. Guys can grow facial hair and we can wear shorts. I was like, oh, great. Um, we got... I was like maybe one of the last classes, either the last class or one of the last classes before they switched to uniforms. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, before they switched to uniforms and metal detectors. So, <laughs> uh, My friend Terry said that she was lucky that they had uniforms at her school because she goes, her family was poor. She goes, that's the only thing that kept her from getting harassed because her parents didn't yeah. have money. And she goes, because she had the same uniform as everybody else. You know, she didn't have yeah. the accessories they had, but she goes, the uniform really kind of kept some of that bullying away. No, I get that. I get that. Like, like, I don't know. My, I would say like where I went to high school was like, either there were people who were like extremely stuck up and on the rich end. Mm-hmm. And that was like a very small, was like this many people. And the rest mm-hmm. of us were like middle-class and poor. <laughs> like there was more than one set of housing developments that was well represented in my high school mm-hmm. yeah i grew up in the country oh the bus can't go get out down the down uh, the dirt road so they're not coming to school today <laughs> <laughs> oh man well with them hills in pittsburgh we one time we got stuck in a snowdrift in middle school because middle school was the farthest away from my house Mm-hmm. Um, and we got stuck in a snowdrift and all us little badass babies kids were like, let us off the bus, we're walking home. And our idiot bus driver did. And so we're like climbing out of this bus in a snowbank. So you literally had to walk to school, home. walk home uphill in the snow. <laughs> Both ways. Um we used to, I used to do all kinds of dumb shit because I wanted to go places and I would like walk and like the mall was not close. The mall was like maybe like a 20 minute drive away. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't know, like a two hour, two and a half hour walk. And me and my friends would be like, we want to go to the movies. We were like 12. And y'all would walk? We would fucking walk. Yeah. Somebody's fucking mom saw us like on the side of the road, like walking down like on like a four-lane highway trying to get to the mall oh my god and then you'd walk back at night too 
No, usually we'd be like, oh, we'll call somebody's mom and like apologize. Oh, okay. <laughs> Where the hell have you been? <laughs> right? There were buses, but I don't know why we didn't take a bus. Dumbass kids. Dumbass kid, dumbass babies kids. <laughs> oh my God, we were so bad. We used to go, okay, so there was a place called Fox's Pizza that opened up when I was in middle school. And I feel like everybody got a Fox's Pizza. This was like kind of a chain. And they opened up one at a gas station that was like next to our middle school. And we would call and you could get stuff from the gas station too. Mm -hmm. And because we were horrible, like bad kids, we all smoked. We were like, bad kids who smoked like the kids that like other people's parents were like you can't hang out with Adam because he smokes um so we would get them we would pretend like oh my mom's asleep but she she ordered the cigarettes mm -hmm. and they never cared they were like okay you know what's funny is my aunt uh so where they live there's a, a convenience store about not even a quarter of a mile that grandpa would stop and he'd go go inside and get some of my cigarettes and beer and she'd go, okay. And she was like five. So she'd go in and she'd get a six pack and she'd put it on the counter and she'd go, I need a pack of his smokes. And he'd go, oh, is this for your daddy? And she'd go, yeah. And he'd wave from the car. But, you know, in my head, I'm like, of course they are. You're, a five-year-old isn't going to have a six pack and a, you know, and a pack of smokes. But she I mean, said, uh, <laughs> you would if you were Drew Barrymore. But she said it just made her so confident in buying beer that when she was a freshman <laughs> and got to high school, she's like, all the seniors wanted to hang out with her because there used to be this place where they'd go. And at that point, it was 18 and over that could drink. Mm -hmm. And she'd just walk in and go, pitcher of bud, two glasses, and just walk in with like just so much confidence. And they'd always bring it to you. And they're like, are you 18? She goes, no, I'm 14. And they'd be like, what? <laughs> she's like, I've been buying beer since, you know, it, she's like, it was confidence. And she bought beer for everybody all through high school. And nobody said anything. But she's like, I just walked in. Pitcher of bud, two glasses. And she goes, and I'd go have a seat. And they'd just, they'd come find me and bring it to me. Never I'd eat her. I used to have to buy, I like horror movies. Obviously, I've talked about it a bunch. Um, and we would go see, I remember when the Scream series came out. So mm -hmm. I was pretty fat in high school. So I was like 300 pounds. And I also could grow facial hair really early. Like I was shaving in like eighth grade. And so I looked probably like at least 18 for the most part, like from like 15 up. And I used to have to go, I remember going to see Scream 2 or 3 at the movies and them being like, oh, like you kids can't go in. And they were like, oh, that's like my older brother. And they didn't card me. They never carded me. I can't believe you actually got ID'd. We used to go in, when we saw Nightmare on Elm Street 2, my friend Larry Skidmore and I, we were like, we're under 12, so we could pay the $2. <laughs> and they were like, here you go. <laughs> Have fun. <laughs> I think yeah, we were even 13, but we were we were smaller. So we said, we're under 12, we're 11. They're like, okay, here. We used, to, we used to either get somebody's dad or mom to pay for it and lie about what we were going to see. Oh my God, I got my friend Brian's dad to buy his tickets to fucking Boogie Nights when Boogie Nights came out. And Boogie Nights, I'm gonna look it up. When did Boogie Nights come out? Boogie Nights came out in 1997. I was 13. <laughs> like, why does it, I really wanted to see Marky Mark's fake dick, frankly. Like, I we didn't know it was fake now. then. We well, didn't know it was fake at that time. 
I thought that they like publicized it after it had been out. Because I didn't go see Boogie Nights when it was at the theater theater. I went to see Boogie Nights Dollar. when it was at the cheap seats. <laughs> the Dollar Theater. That's right. We used that to was have the a... theater that my mom almost beat somebody up at. <laughs> Did I ever tell you that story? No. Oh my God. I wish I could re- remember what movie it was, but it was like me, my best friend from like middle school or elementary school, um, his mom and my mom, and they were really good friends. And we went to see a movie and I, like I said, I wish I could remember, but there was this family and, <laughs> and this little kid kept kicking the seat mm-hmm. and it was like shaking my mom's seat. I don't remember if he was like right behind her or whatever, but my mom asked real nice was like hey sweetie like please stop kicking the seat and then he didn't stop and she was like I mean it come on please stop kicking the seat and then she like told the mom she was like could you please tap him stop kicking the seat like it's really bad and the mom said okay sweetheart you need to quit kicking the because the lady in front of us is a crab ass and, <laughs> and my mom was like I will see you after the movie and then um, my mom was pissed the entire time. And then they were like having words on the way out of the theater and shit like that. And then we were standing in front of the theater and the lady got in her car and her husband had driven her up to like where we were standing at the movie theater. And she started cussing my mom out. And I distinctly remember my mom saying, you got a lot of balls, lady. Why don't you give some to your husband? I will oh, remember Lisa. that until the day I die. Lisa's That's amazing. Incredible. <laughs> oh, man. She was so pissed. It was great. I remember when my, uh, you know, I, I don't know if they did in Pittsburgh, but in my hometown, you, you'd get prank phone calls sometimes. Mm-hmm. With that, like, oh, you I know. Did, I prank phone calls. <sighs> no, like the ones are like, you know what I'm doing? I'm playing with my dick. So they call, because <laughs> my mom's phone number was in the, her name was in the phone book. And she called and she was like, Hello you know, whatever. She goes, what? And I just heard her out. <laughs> she goes, I'll get fucked. And then she hung up the phone and we were all like, what? The, what? She goes, oh, it was some guy saying he was playing with his dick or something. And son of a bitch. She went about her merry way. She was so mad. But we just heard, you know, when you don't know what's going on, you just hear, what? <laughs> get fucked. Get fucked. Oh, man. Oh, anyway. They're great. Yes. Um, well, it, we might be close to being out of time on this, so why don't we wrap this okay. one up and then we'll do one more. Okay. Uh, then that way we got we'll a stuff. we got to think of a title. Oh, I got a title for this one. Oh, you got a title. Okay, thank you, because Ricky yelled at us for not having the title. Right oh there. God, we got to do Ricky's work for him. He's a top now, though, so we have to everything. He's oh, a top now. We have to. He's obviously a big old power top dom. We got to listen to him. We got to take it. (laughs) We will do what you say, daddy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay. We'll be back for the next episode. This is is Jerry. Bye, y'all. Bye. Thank you for getting foul with foul monkeys, and we hope you enjoyed the show. You can send feedback, dick pics, or marriage proposals to foulmonkeys at gmail.com. You can also leave us sexy messages or some really heavy breathing at 863-666-0377. Ask us questions and interact with us on Twitter and Instagram with the handle at foulmonkeys. You can also join us over at the Facebook page where things can get really, really dirty. Thank you for listening, and we will talk to you soon. Bye.
Bye. Open on the left at Fullerton. How about Chicago? I could be there in.